Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What is going on in AEW, man? Dynamite just took place today and so much stuff going down on this episode. And we're trying to, or we're going to try to make sense of all of this. The guy in the double mask showed up again. Sky Blue doesn't know if she's a heel or a baby face. Samoa Joe is trying to team up with MJF. Let's break this episode down of AEW Dynamite. What's up, folks? What is going on? Welcome back to Snug Wrestling with me, your host. My name is Edgar. And the guy in the devil mask can't be MJF, right? I mean, unless MJF has superhuman speed, it can't be MJF. Although, if you really think about it, there's people in that company with superhuman strength. So if MJF does have superhuman speed, I wouldn't be so surprised, to be honest. Let's try to figure that one out. Let's get into it. Let's get into the fun stuff. AEW Dynamite in Portland, Oregon. Let's go. We start off the show with uh, Tony Schiavone. That's new. I don't think we've ever started off an AEW Dynamite with Tony Schiavone. And this is an opening interview with the champ, the scumbag, the people scumbag, MJF. And he's wearing a nice, clean new jacket with the big numbers 2024. MJF announces that he's going to be facing Daniel Garcia. Wait, 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 what? Daniel Garcia? And this is for the title? What the hell? Anyway. Anyways, Adam Cole calls MJF again. Perfect timing. Adam Cole has some type of tracker or something on MJF's phone because he seems to call MJF every single time he's doing an interview as soon as the show starts. And Adam Cole tries to tell MJF again to take up Samoa Joe's offer to assist MJF in defending the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship belts. And I have a real strong feeling that MJF is going to take up Samoa Joe's offer because I'm sure we all want to see MJF versus Samoa Joe number two. I mean, this has to happen. If Tony Khan and AEW, they take a lot of pride on giving the people what they want. And this is something that the people want to see. And one way or another, it has to happen. Book it, Tony. Adam Cole is still on the screen when Daniel Garcia walks up to MJF, the challenger for MJF's title. And MJF asks Daniel Garcia, do you think I accepted this match? because of your perfect win-loss record then why if it wasn't for that mjf why did you accept this match max because daniel garcia is probably the last person who deserves a title shot in that whole entire AEW roster remember when mjf wouldn't get in the ring with just anyone just cuz just for shits and giggles what happened to that and the question is is mjf gonna get in the ring with the sports entertainer or a sports entertainer like mjf put it or 
or a pro wrestler. And according to good old gyrating Danny Boy, Danny Garcia, MJF is going to get in the ring with a pro wrestler. But it's not over there. This segment continues because Adam, Adam, here comes good old hot Roddy. Roderick Strong in his Hot Wheels, his wheelchair pulls up. But MJF doesn't want to hear a word from Hot Roddy, the ex-pro wrestling legend who is now a complete joke and just walks away from Roderick Strong. Roddy is still convinced that the devil is MJF, but it's you, Roddy. It's been you all along. It has been you. And MJF is like the neighborhood whore because he's involved with everyone on the show. In this segment alone, this opening segment, we saw MJF having confrontations with Daniel Garcia, obviously with his partner, Adam Cole, who's working remotely from home. And he also has a confrontation with Roderick Strong. All in one segment, a whole bunch of stuff going on already on this opening segment. And Roderick Strong takes off his glasses, looks into the camera, looking really mean, looking like a really mean and ferocious little puppy, and says, it's time to show the people who I am. Ooh, big strong words coming from such a little man, Roddy. The opening match, Daniel Garcia versus MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship. MJF is facing the pro wrestler Daniel Garcia, but the first thing Daniel Garcia does in his entrance is do his gyrating dance moves. And I thought we weren't going to get the sports entertainer Daniel Garcia. What the hell? But okay. MJF tries to do his sportsmanship spot that he does in every match and Garcia falls for it and gets an eye rake okay i thought by now people would catch on to it i mean do you not watch your own show you know this is what mjf does the fans even have a whole chant for it he does it that often daniel garcia tries to work on mjf's legs and tries to pick up mjf for a pile driver and finally he's able to do it but mjf kicks out mjf submits daniel garcia and retains but still why why are we having this match i mean if i'm gonna be honest mjf did make daniel garcia look like a million dollars in this match god bless you mjf it wasn't a bad match or anything but again why garcia tries to shake mjf's hand in sportsmanship like after the match but cool hand and daddy magic they don't let daniel garcia and they just walk off then we have a video package with jay white and mark briscoe because they're gonna be having a match at the main event later Later on on AEW Dynamite, Mark Briscoe was cutting a hilarious promo on Jay White. Back then, you couldn't grow a beard. Now look at you. You look like a grown-ass rat. Darby Allen and Sting versus the Outrunners. Some good old classic tag team action. We hardly get to see Sting wrestle. And when he is, when we do get to see Sting wrestle, he's flying off of balconies and jumping through tables. Sting's last match was back in September on a Rampage show, but no one hardly ever watches rampage so i'm not even gonna count that no one watches that shit the last time sting had a match on a show that people actually watch was at all in in august and about two months later we get to see sting again in action on this episode of dynamite and this is a tag team match sting gets tagged in into the match and gets a big pop and sting for his age he can still go too this guy he's in his 60s but he moves like he's in his 40s sting hits 
hits his Scorpion Deathlock, gets the tap. We got to see Sting wrestle. Nice quick win for Sting and Darby. The right guys won. The right person got the tap out. And Sting wasn't flying off of balconies or going through any tables in this match. This is the perfect way to use Sting. This is how he should be used since day one. So overall, I think this was a good match and a good win for Sting and Darby. Tony Schiavone, we get to see him once again. This time in a black and white interview with Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida. Tony Storm challenges Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Champion and that match is going to be taking place at full gear and Tony Storm and Shida, they sign the contract and they have a goofy dramatic face-off at the end of the segment. Speaking of goofy and dramatic, we get Swerve versus Penta. Swerve can wrestle any style depending on who he's in the ring with but he's in the ring with Penta for this match so we're gonna see a crazy high-flying lucha style match penta tried to go for a dive but swerve cuts him off then swerve tries to go for a dive but penta moves then finally penta jumps back in the ring and hits the big dive that gets a big pop from the aw fans because they love that type of shit we go to picture in picture both guys are out of the ring fighting for the whole entire time they were in picture in picture which is like two minutes at least penta broke the count one time the entire two minutes they were outside of the ring fighting we come back and swerve and penta are exchanging roundhouse kicks and super kicks and chops then penta hit a canadian destroyer on swerve on the apron and this match was long as fuck too long swerve won but they took forever and they really tried to have a pay-per-view style classic match these guys were literally trying to kill each other on a regular tv match and speaking of trying to kill each other here comes hangman adam page to attack swerve strickland attacks swerve with the chair and then drops him through a couple tables outside of the stage right on his head if penta didn't get the job done trying to kill swerve then hangman adam page most definitely did after that spot so with all the things that have been going on with swerve and hangman adam page swerve strickland breaking and entering into adam hangman's home and cutting a promo on hangman's baby hangman got a little revenge on swerve this is going to lead into some crazy gimmick match at full gear maybe having a baby on a pole match or a get tied to an electricity chair match or something crazy and ridiculous i can already see it now jay white has an interview he's cutting a promo on mj and about how Jay White pinned the champion MJF and Jay White listed all the reasons why he's better than MJF. It took a while for me to understand what Jay White was trying to say because his accent is so thick, like his accent is so strong. Whatever it was that he was trying to say, based off the expressions from the Bang Bang Gang that were standing behind Jay White, it seemed really good. And then Don Callis and Kenny Omega had a video package with a bunch of cool video games scenes and i'm sure a lot of the basement aew fans really appreciated that and speaking of basement marks man these transitions are just coming naturally today chris jericho and kenny omega have an interview and i guess it's not just in the wwe where every interview has to get interrupted by someone because the bucks walk into the picture and they're in some type of mood feeling some type of way because they're awfully sarcastic towards kenny omega Mega. Hey friend, hey, long time no see. Yeah, do you remember us? I like what you guys are doing here. Nice tag team promo. Oh, that's cool. Even got a 
cool new name. Oh, what is it? The Golden Jets? Somebody is butthurt. If I haven't seen someone more hurt in their lives, it's got to be the Young Bucks. Poor little bucks the young bucks got so butthurt that they took it upon themselves to challenge chris jericho and kenny omega to a tag team match at full gear and they even added a couple stipulations the hurt bucks said if they win chris jericho and kenny omega have to break up their little bromance they have to break up their little golden jet relationship and if kenny omega and chris jericho wins then the bucks have to give up the number one contendership that they have been sitting on since all out so chris jericho kenny omega versus the bucks at full gear has been made official and i'm calling it this is gonna be a five star five star dave Meltzer match and i can't wait psych then we get a big men slapping of the meat match because we get Samoa Joe versus Keith Lee for the ring of honor tv championship title we get two big 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 boys what do we got over here a cup of heavyweights and where has keith lee been collision my boy lee he has been missing lately in aw another person that just feels like we don't ever get to see him but we get to see him here versus samoa joe keith lee manages to lift up samoa joe for a german suplex then gives him a power bomb but he's not able to pin samoa joe samoa joe ends up choking out keith lee go to sleep and joe retains the ring of honor tv title then joe cuts a promo and this is where things got a little bit uh interesting because he says he's the greatest ring of honor tv champion of all time but he's here for more and he vacates the title he just gives it up he's just like eh I don't want it because the belt that he does want is the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and he's going to get that shit no matter if MJF likes it or not and things are getting more interesting. I understand that you can't beat Samoa Joe just like that but it would have been nice to see Keith Lee get the win and get that title especially if Samoa Joe was just going to vacate it. AEW Logic will tell you when there's a vacated title or when there's a new title being presented or most likely gonna have a tournament someone that looks like orange cassidy is backstage doing a promo and this guy who looks just like orange cassidy is cutting a promo on john moxley now i don't know who this guy is but this wasn't orange cassidy that we all know and that some of us love because this guy he sounds different his tone changed and this guy actually tried to get serious and tried to cut a promo with some effort now if anyone out there can tell me who this guy is please let me know at snug wrestling and someone tell me where orange cassidy went the guns versus the bollywood boys the bollywood boys they are debuting on AEW dynamite and they get a big pop because the people recognize these guys from the wwe right off the bat the guns hit their finisher and they pick up the win a very convincing and dominant win by the guns once again and they cut a promo on mjf and and it was a great promo they got a lot of heat from the crowd and the guns are are going to be facing mjf for the ring of honor tag team titles but as good as the guns have been looking lately and the wins that they've been getting and the way that they've been getting these wins mjf he cannot take the guns alone by himself no siree so mjf he's most definitely going to have to hire samoa joe and we all know what that means mjf versus samoa joe number two is right around the corner then john moxley has a back 
backstage segment, accompanied by Wheeler Yuta, where John Moxley says something to Orange Cassidy along the lines that this isn't about the belts. I'm like, okay, then what is this about? It's about the laws of nature. This business is a jungle, and the BCC are a dominant pack of predators. What kind of example are you setting, Orange Cassidy? Even though I have no idea what the hell John Moxley meant by that, let me get this straight. Moxley is mad at Orange Cassidy and beat up Orange Cassidy last week because Orange Cassidy beat Ray Phoenix, which is the guy that John Moxley lost to for the international championship, right? Am I getting this straight? I just I just don't understand John Moxley's anger in this. You lost to one guy, but you're getting mad at the guy that beat the guy that you lost to. Someone explain this to me. Please. Wardlow, he gets a video package. Wardlow feels worthless with a foot up his ass since day one and it's all because of one person MJF and the days of the devil are over Wardlow is coming for MJF it's going to be interesting to see how they play all of this out but Wardlow's time may be getting close for him to get a shot at that main event belt and I'm not going to lie I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm excited for that because honestly I'm really not especially the way that Wardlow has been used lately but we'll see what happens. Julia Hart versus Red Velvet. These two girls locked up better than most of the guys in AEW. Julia Hart got a big pop, bigger than usual during her entrance. Even as a heel, Julia Hart is really getting over. And let's keep this going. Let's keep getting Julia over. Give her some more wins. AEW needs more female stars. Great moonsault by Julia Hart. Julia gets the win and gets more heat on Red Velvet after the match. But here comes Sky Blue once again. But she doesn't do anything. She just kind of stands there. They have a stare off. Then Statlander comes out. And then Willow Nightingale comes out. And they just all walk around in circles around each other and just stare at each other. And nothing happened. Not sure what that was about. Not even Excalibur could explain that. But Excalibur tried hard and tried to say that this was getting interesting. And I don't know who Excalibur is trying to kid here. But this looks like it's going to be leading to a match between Sky Blue versus Julia Hart. AEW. W has a new signee and her name is Mariah May. Mariah May is having an interview with RJ and she's already being presented like a typical joke character that's being added to the women's division. Right after I was saying that it was good that Julia Hart is getting built up, that AEW, the women's division, needs more stars. They bring in someone new from Japan and they present her to be a huge mark for Tony Storm, who's just really happy to be in AW and she just came off like some high school immature and I'm just gonna say it dumb blonde I'm sorry but I don't know how how else to to explain it let's think about this real quick we have Sky Blue who got missed by Julia Hart and now she's acting like an emo girl who doesn't know if she's a heel or a face we don't really know what she's up to because she never speaks and then you also have Britt Baker who spends most of her time in her dental practice and never leaves the dentist chair. You also have Thunder Rosa who's just doing meet and greets. Is she even part of AEW anymore? I don't know. Really, the only good thing in the women's division in AEW are Chris Statlander, Tony Storm, and Julia Hart. And the main event, Mark Briscoe versus Jay White. 
Mark Briscoe has also been MIA. Kind of like Keith Lee, Mark Briscoe has just been showing up randomly on Rampage and Ring of Honor from time to time. But Mark, he's no longer main event caliber anymore. No fault of Mark Briscoe because of the booking. But when Mark Briscoe first came in to AEW, it was on some bad, terrible terms. The unfortunate passing of Jay Briscoe. But that got him over a a lot more with the crowd and AEW just didn't do anything with Mark Briscoe and kind of just brushed them to the side not even Mark Briscoe's entrances are getting the same crowd reactions that he got once upon a time but we get to see Mark Briscoe here on this main event match versus Jay White but since he is going up against Jay White the guy that's going to be facing MJF Mark Briscoe he's going to have to do a job here for Jay White and he did and Mark Briscoe and Juice Robinson that is the feud that I would like to see can you imagine the promos that these guys would have cut on each other if they were to have a feud i think that would be some really good entertaining shit to see must watch wrestling tv like everyone predicted jay white won the match but after the match mjf music hits and mjf appears behind the bullet club and clears the ring and then cuts a promo on jay white you can run and you can't beat me you're gonna have to kill me if you want that title because i'm not fighting just for myself anymore i'm fighting for all of them and he points at the crowd boom gets a huge pop babyface mjf to the rescue and the lights go out and the acclaimed they're getting the total shit kicked out of them backstage and it's four guys plus the guy in the devil mask so we're talking about five people here and i'm telling you guys it has to be roddy it has to be roddy at the beginning of the show roddy said it's time for me to show people who i am and it can't be mjf because mjf was in the ring when all this was happening or is that too obvious the fact that roger strong said what he said at the beginning of the show and then at the end of the show the guy in the devil mask shows up again i don't know what do you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon